Well, hello and welcome everybody to the next episode of the Westlake Daily Podcast. And today is the second part of my interview with David Niblack from the Bible School in Geneva on the subject of singleness and the advice he would give to those who are single. Now, David, the kind of advice you give to someone who's single is clearly going to vary depending on their age, I assume, at least in part. What would you say to, I mean, maybe I can restrict you to those who are your age or, or younger. What would you say to the young single person, somebody in their 20s, you know, looking at their future, looking at their life now, looking at their future? What would you say to encourage that person? You're right. The situations are so different. It's, it's hard to just give blanket advice. I would encourage them to think about the difference between Corinth and Ephesus, two cities. And here's what I mean. When Paul was writing 1 Corinthians, he's writing to Corinth, and he talks about singleness, and he says, in light of the present crisis, I think it's best to stay single, but it's fine if you get married. Now, we don't know what the present that crisis was. I think it was probably a famine or something going on in the city, which would have made marriage complicated. And that crisis reminds Paul that, look, this life, this present form is passing away, and what's ultimate is Christ. And so he makes marriage very relative. And he says, well, you can say single, it's not a big deal. But the perspective is still pretty radical because he goes on to say, you know, let those who have wives live as if they have none and those who buy as, those, as though they have no goods. He's really saying we all need to live in light of eternity in a very radical way. What's interesting if you compare that to Ephesus, later he's writing to Timothy and there there's widows, which is very interesting because in Corinth he explicitly tells widows, I think you're really better off staying as you are. Uh, in Ephesus, to younger widows, he gives very different advice. He says, I encourage the younger widows to get married, to have family, because they're falling into patterns of idleness, and it's actually working against their relationship with Christ. So I think balance the two. There, there really is a place, I think, for being serious about pursuing marriage. In some ways, in, because of the same reason, because marriage is not ultimate. It's not where I find my ultimate identity, but it is the fundamental structure that God has given for most of us. And I think it's a tremendous blessing. Uh, it's an important commitment. And so I think we need to think about the situations and why are we pursuing marriage or not pursuing marriage? And especially for the guys, we might have a godly responsibility to pursue marriage. And if, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We trust God and we live a full life and God is in control. But to think about why am I single and do I have godly reasons for being single or are there better godly reasons to pursuing marriage with more intentionality? Okay. What about those who are older? You, know, you said you're 37. What about people in their rising 30s? Is there anything you'd add to that or say differently for somebody who's older now, past that initial phase of university time? We are seeing a rising number of singles who are single, not by choice. And I've heard a lot of pastors speak on singleness. They're almost always married. And I think sometimes the message comes across a little cheery and bouncy, you know, oh, it's, you're fine. Each one has his gift and you have the gift of singleness and just be satisfied in Jesus. And there's real truth there. I think seeing singleness across the Bible helps me understand that it, there is a real place of suffering when you're single and you don't want to be. And, you know, just like in different situations of grief, you have the traumatic grief of a family, say, going through the unspeakable situation of losing a child. Yeah. And then you have the other grief of infertility which is much quieter and much a more background thing, but is also very real and very painful. Yeah. And so I think for some singles, God is calling them to, you know, walk through a quieter grief like that, which is very real. 
I think there's a place for lament and a place for being honest before the Lord and saying, this is not what I chose. This is hard. There's moments where these waves of, there's something wrong with me. What's, why is this like this? But then treat that like these other situations of, of suffering that God puts in our lives. And people have cancer. People have other situations. We trust God. And then we, we live in light of his promises. And I think we can have, you know, we live with joy. We live with fullness. God never, ever wastes trials that he sends in our life. And then also see the positive. See, I mean, we have tremendous freedom. We have a lot of opportunities that married people don't have. And I think going back, it's precisely the fact that marriage is so important in human society and to a person's life that being single is such a powerful testimony that my identity is in the future and is connected to Christ. So I think it's holding those two together, saying, yes, this is hard, but wow, here God has given me this chance to hold up with my life a big mirror or a big reflection to say, my identity is not in a romantic relationship or in family or in marriage, but in Christ, which is the case of everyone. So we had this opportunity to really go deep into the Christian life in a way others don't. And I say, take that opportunity. And and final thing, just work, I think, on being and discovering what is godly masculinity and femininity being single. Uh, I think when you're married, you're confronted with someone of the opposite gender, and you really have to work and grow as being, you know, sacrificial love and things like that. I mean, there's lots of situations being single to grow in that too, in other ways. And um, I think there's some particular temptations we face being single. So saying, okay, I want to grow on being a godly masculine man or being a godly feminine woman. And I'm not on pause being single. This is God has given me lots of ways to do that. And I want to be growing day by day. David, that's great. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. Well, that's the end of our two-part interview with David. Whether you're single or not, I hope that was helpful to you. God bless you all.